Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Wednesday, the 14th of August, 2013. And today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter, How It Works, and we are on page 63, and we will be beginning with the second paragraph that starts, we were now at step three. And today's readers are 12 Steps, Rose, 12 Traditions, Marge, and then Fran, Sharon, Michelle, and Sally. And the share code for yesterday, Tuesday the 13th, was 4948, 4948, OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Rose to please read the 12 steps. Thank you, Monica. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Rose. I will now ask Margaret Kay to please read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Margaret Recovered here in South Jersey. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting the other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, the OA group would never endorse, finance, or, le- or lend the OA name 
to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, O-Readers Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such would never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, O-Readers Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, since the OA name would never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, I guess. Thank you, Margaret. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your comments to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are in chapter How It Works and we are on page 63 and we are beginning with the second paragraph. We were now at step three and I will ask Fran to begin reading, please. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Vision View. This is Fran, Compulsive Overeater. We are now at step three. Many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may be a witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure that we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. And um, step three is basically just a, a decision, and then the action comes from four through nine, but here we are making the decision that now I'm going to turn my life and my will over, and um, I'm going to start the process of taking the action steps. And um, I'm powerless, and now I'm turning it over, and God's going to help me. And I love saying this prayer every morning when I wake up. I started out that way, uh, relieve me of the bondage of self, because every day I could see more and more of myself getting in the way, and I have to constantly renew that every morning, that third-step prayer there, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. Would anyone like to comment on this paragraph? Kim? This is Sylvia. I heard Kim and I heard someone else. Sylvia. Sylvia. Kim and then Sylvia. Go ahead, Good Kim. Morning. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. I couldn't wait to share on this. This is so huge. This is the beginning of freedom. You know, it says here to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. God's going to build us back up. You know, I'm the daughter of a Marine, and when my dad talks about boot camp, which he went to 50 years ago, it's like clear as day to him what boot camp was like. But when you walk into boot camp as a new Marine, they don't teach you how to be a Marine right away. What they do is they tear you down. They tear that civilian out of you so you have no identity. And then what they do is they build you up into the Marine. And that's what we've been doing up till now. They have torn us down. They have told us that we are powerless. They have explained to us the allergy of the body, which will never be changed. 
I will always be a compulsive overeater. I will always have that upset the allergy of the body. And I have this obsession in the mind that will doom me, doom me to always go back to the food regardless of how absent I can get. And if I am powerless, I am going to need that power. So now that we're at that point, now that we are torn down, now that we know that we're beyond human aid, we're now asking God to build with us, to become the person that God wanted us to be. So relieve me of the bondage of self. And we're being taught here extremely, what is that self? That self is the restlessness, that irritability, that discontentment, that self-pity. That self-seeking, that self-delusion, that is our true problem. Food and weight isn't our problem. So why do we give out so many 30-day chips in a way, but we don't give hardly any 60-day chips out of a way? Why are we always picking up after a month? Because if we, we confuse the freedom from the allergy, from the freedom from the obsession. The freedom from the allergy we get simply by abstinence. And if that was our problem, we would all be fine. But we need freedom from that obsession. We need freedom from that restlessness, that irritability, that discontentment. And that is only going to come through God. That is only going to come through taking these steps. So I am not asking God here freedom from the allergy. I'm not asking God at this point to help me stop eating because I have, I have mourned that death of the food in step one. Now what I'm asking is, God, believe me. Believe me of the freedom of self. Because self is what is blocking me. Self is what is giving me all the problems. Self is that intolerable situation. And I'm going to have two options. I'm either going to blot it back with the food and pick up again, or I'm going to go for spiritual help. And right now we're making that decision to go for spiritual help by taking the action steps which will unblock us from a higher power and then give us the true freedom from that obsession. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Sylvia, go ahead. This is Sylvia, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in upstate New York. And um, so, you know, great to be on step three today. Uh, I'm always on step three. And, you know, after I had worked the steps, in fact, yesterday was four years, my four-year um, anniversary in the big book study of recovery. Um, so, um, so, so good to be still at step three every day. So what happened with me with using step three is I did do it with my sponsor, got down on my knees with my sponsor, and I did step three. But I didn't understand the magnitude of step three, and nor did I on any any of the work I did, I'm sure. And so finally, after I did my fourth and fifth step, I went through my steps through nine, and I was living in steps 10, 11, and 12, which is living a recovered life, doesn't mean that it was always simple and easy, but it meant that I had tools to use. But I know that I'm sure the first year or two, and still this happens, is that when I I can feel the chatter and the insanity of my mind, when I can feel myself obsessing or planning or scheming, I remember so many times I would be driving around in my car and saying just the part of the prayer that said, free me from the bondage of self so I may better do thy will. And then I would be in the car listing the bondage of self. Please let me no longer try and direct my children about this. Please let me understand that other people at work might be right. Please let, you know, and I would literally, what is the bondage of self that is keeping me all tied up so that I can't even stand to be with me, much less with other people. I'm just crazy. And and I think that that's, that's the gift of recovery, is finally even understanding that that kind of thinking is insane thinking. That obsession of the mind is, is crazy thinking. It wasn't, it took me years to be able to uh, quiet the chatter and now recognize that the chatter is the problem, that is the insanity. So, um, yeah, food was but a symptom, and my mind, boy, that was the problem. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sylvia. Would anyone else want to comment? Miriam. 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 Miriam, go ahead. 
Thank you, Monica. This is Miriam calling from Israel, a compulsive overeater, living in the solution one day at a time. I'm so grateful to be here and to have come into this uh, step three uh, to take a decision to give my will and my life and my everything into my higher power. And, uh, you know, we have already learned that we are powerless about our food and we are powerless about our lives. And, you know, that the only solution is really to... Um, to turn it over to our how to whoever is our, our high power, and here we have uh, the third step prayer, which I really really love. I, I practice I say it many many times during my day. You know, when I see that I'm trying to be, you know, to trying to get back my control and my 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 selfishness and whatever, like a human being, which is very normal. And I, you know, when I went through the process with my sponsor, she asked me, you know, we read it together, we we lit a candle, which uh, represented like uh, we were doing it together uh, with with God, and it was very, it was a very touching experience for me. I I really started feeling from this um, prayer like uh, the beginning of my spiritual uh, awakening. So um, the, the prayer says, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thy will. In this case, I'm putting down my self-will and I'm telling my God, please, God, you take over. I can I can handle my life. You know, I need you in my life. Relieve me from, from the bondage of self. It means, you know, relieve me from all my self, you know, self-willed and self-centered and self-seeking and and my ego and my you know anything that instead of helping me it's it gives me aggravation for my relationship with him or my relationship with myself and with others that i may better do thy will yes it's the only thing i can really do that my will be together with his will because he knows he's my creator and he knows exactly what is good for me i am not uh, I don't know anything about it, and I must admit I don't mind not to know anything about it anymore. I don't have to. I Thanks God I have a creator that knows how to lead my life a lot better than me. It says, take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy wealth life. May I do thy will always. Yes, I, um, I do have to repeat this prayers many many times during the during the day uh, to remind myself because the 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 disease is always very powerful and is always trying to me try to try to convince me that I can do it alone and this time will be okay and I don't I don't need anybody I don't need even God and all the rest but you know uh, thanks God for all these tools and 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 living in in recovery uh, one day at a time um uh it's uh, it's giving me and it's giving me every single day uh, something new to live for to be worth to live in to live in this world not before that i i was trying to just survive you know now and uh i'm telling you if i if i can do it anybody can do it it's just a question of Trusting God slowly and it's a process. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Miriam. Would anyone this else is, like to comment on this paragraph? This, this is Paula. Sally. This is Barrett. Okay. Sally. Lady F. Sally. Of course. Okay. I, I heard a Judy. I heard Vered. And we'll have to start there and go on. Judy and then Vered. <laughs> This is Judy B. from Massachusetts. Um, <clears throat> very grateful to uh, be on this on this third step prayer. Um, it has to be the most important part of the program for me. Um, I think I was in program for uh, several several months before I ever uh, found this prayer. I was. Um, I was in a, a, a different area and went to a um, to a meeting out of state, and uh, and this prayer was part of their meeting, and I was just so oh so overwhelmed to uh, 
to see how beautifully it was worded and to, to realize what it meant. And I know we say that the third step is just a decision, and, uh, and it is a decision, but it's the most important decision we can make in our lives. And we do it every single day, every single moment. You know, I offer myself to thee. I mean, that, that changes our lives. It, it makes such a difference. <laughs> Excuse me. And the part, um, relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. And um, just so important for us to, to think about, you know, uh, what is that bondage of self and, and what are we doing that, that keeps it uh, in that place. And, and we can just pray, you know, take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. Um, being uh, in program a long, long, long time, it's just, it's just so gratifying to me to see the um, difficulties and circumstances that I, that I went through, uh, you know, 20 and 30 years ago and um, now the people that I've known in program for all of that time, I mean, they can just see the difference, the difference in my life. And, and I'm, able, I'm just able to help, help others um, because I know without any doubt that God will see us through anything and that he will, he will lead us and he will, he will show us the way. Excuse me. If... If we trust him and rely on him and follow his directions and just abandon ourselves to him, it's a total surrender. And I am so grateful to have all of you here to share this with and to, and to walk on this, uh, on this path with. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Varid, go ahead. Hi, this is Vera, the recovered compulsive overeater from Israel. So happy to be here. Thank you, God. Um, Talking a little bit about the disease. Oh, how much do I pray every day, every moment? If I just remember and I just um, go inside into myself to find God that is within me, what a huge prayer. Relieve me of the bondage of self. And today I know that abstinence and the food are essential, but this is only the shell of the illness. And the deep, the most problematic part is the wanting uh, the world to, to do what I want, my way, to be praised by others, uh, to, be, to be glorious as if I was God himself. And enough, enough with that, really, enough. It's so tiring, it's exhausting, and just lift up the hands and really surrender, fully surrender to God with the hope that his will will become mine. And it says we're here on step three. And also I can say for myself that when I um, read this paragraph with my sponsor, um, she shared with me that she felt something different after taking this step. I cannot say it for myself. I can just say that this will to get to really, really, really uh, be relieved of the bondage of self is still um, a great prayer for me every moment. And whenever I feel discomfort, I know that I walked away from myself and from the God that is within me towards outside direction and not in the main path that I'm supposed to speak to. And although step three is step three, it's something that I take with me every day. Um, I have certain places, um, even when I go to work, um, I stop on a certain place to say this prayer with a lot of uh, trying to really concentrate and really, really, really 
um, you know, as if I go down on my, my knees and ask um, God to really free, free me from the bondage of self and really, really every day again and again, it's like to be reborn um, like a baby who has no sin or no anything when I raise my hands and I, I ask to be directed. And, uh, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Varid. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Sally. It's Leah. Sally and then Leah. Go ahead, and Sally. Paula. And Paula. Okay. Go ahead, Sally. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. Um, this is Sally Recovered, a uh, compulsive overeater in South Jersey. I um, just wanted to say that... Uh, it's interesting that before we even get to this paragraph, we were now at step three, it says. But just prior to reaching there, we've got these two powerful statements in the two paragraphs before it. We quit playing God, two paragraphs before it. And then just before that sentence, we were now at step three. We began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. So it's interesting to me that we come to this prayer and two things have happened before we get to this prayer. One is that I have to quit playing God, something that I have done for about 45 years, so I'm not really sure of how to let God finally be God, and I have to really confront that in myself moment by moment um, because I'm extremely gifted, talented, experienced, and practiced at playing God. And, um, and it's alarming to me that I have to rethink, how am I going to think now? How do I do that? Um, I, and I, I find it actually, I find myself with a bit of a resentment at the sentence before it. This is the how and the why. Well, I need a lot more, you know, I need like fine print to understand how do I quit playing God. Then I come to this next paragraph that tells me we began to lose our our fear of today, tomorrow, and or hereafter. I've been living in fear um, regularly. Um, that's another one of those things that, gee whiz, where's the, where's the fine print? We began to lose our fear. And then we come to this, uh, of course, we were reborn, also takes place before the prayer. Um, and so we come to this prayer. We are now at step three. And many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. And I want to say that for many, many years, I have gotten up at five in the morning like a very good girl and prayed for an hour about all sorts of things. And while I know that I had taken that action to pray, I also know that I stood up and went along my merry way and continued to play God. When I see this sentence, relieve me of the bondage of self, I know this word bondage in the, OA, uh, in the big book dictionary, rather, um, the word bondage means enslaved. I don't get the picture that this word bondage is supposed to describe me in prison. I think that's a little bit milder than what's being depicted here. Bondage of self kind of reminds me of me wrapped up in chains, wrapped up in me, and unable to get my eyes off of anything but my beautiful red toenails all the way as far as I can look up because it's all about me, 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 and my focus, me that I may better do thy will? Now we are really looking at a concept that honestly, I know I must have prayed this for a long time, thy will, not mine, be done. These have honestly been great words that I have spoken, but words that have never pierced my brain barrier. Thy will, not mine, take away my difficulties. Yes, I always have a Santa Claus list when I go to God in the morning with everything I want him to do, fix, change. That victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Well, this is very different than, than me just continuing to get up and move through the day doing my course, my course, my to-do list. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that here's how we have to get ready, that we could last abandon ourselves 
utterly to him. And that, I think, is the powerful statement here for me. Am I ready? Am I done? Is self finished? That I can abandon, throw myself to the curb, throw my ideas, my to-do list to the curb, my plans for this day, will I throw it to the curb? And will I consider the possibility that my higher power has a different plan, a different to-do list? And that's what I'm looking at today. It's truly, I've never seen it so clearly. It's the death of self, and it's the beginning of something really fantastico. I don't think there's a word for this fantasticness of that I can actually lift my eyes and look to my higher power to, to ask him to be willing to do his will today, not mine. With that, I pass. Thank you, Sally. Leah, go ahead, Leah. Thanks so much. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Monica. My name is Leah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. A lot has already been said, obviously, but just a couple of comments here. Uh, God, I offer myself to thee. You know, it's it's a mindset. I'm making a decision, you know, to to give myself over. I'm yours, God. You know, do what you want to do. I mean, that's essentially what these steps are all about, uh, you know, rebuilding me, you know, uh, allowing me to become that which God intended me to be. So, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. I mean, that's exactly this process um, of the steps is to rebuild me. Uh, Certainly the disease pummeled me. Uh, Certainly the disease uh, beat me into a state of reasonableness and put me in a position of humility. Uh, We all have those moments. I mean, my moments, you know, uh, I just remember lying flat on the ground, you know, crying up to God, whoever and whatever he was, to take me. Um, Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. I mean, that bondage of self, those personal masks that we all have, those barriers, the veils uh, that we have put up that have obscured uh, us from the power of God, you know, has uh, hidden us from his power, that I may better do thy will, take away my difficulties. Again, this is the process of step four through nine. You know, I came here restless, irritable, and discontent. I came here filled with a tremendous amount of fear and shame and guilt and remorse of my past, Uh, very self-centered, very self-seeking, frightened human being, a a broken shell of, of a young woman. And because of those conditions, that always led me back to compulsive overeating. It always led me back to compulsive overeating. But what if I could offer myself to God? And what if, more than that, uh, after making that decision, I could embark, I could take action uh, of these clear-cut directions and allow God to change that broken shell of a human being to something entirely different? A personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. And that's exactly what it's stating here. Take away my difficulties, my difficulties of self. You know, relieve me of the spiritual dimension of my illness, the spiritual sludge, the malady, the gangrene of my soul. That victory over that may be your witness so that I can be with with you today and testify that God has taken away this obsession of mine, has driven out the obsession of the mind, expelled the obsession of the mind, has allowed me to be in a place called recovered. Victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. This is just one very special opportunity that those of us who are recovered get to utilize our dark past. So now we get to use our will to get in harmony with the will of God. But we're going to have to take actions which are necessary in order to remove all those obstacles which block us. 
A lot of people think step three says we turn our will and our lives over to the care of God, but step three is really, as has been stated, a decision, a very important decision, and it, and it does require proper positioning. But unless we take certain actions, the change we want in our lives will not happen. These actions are going to be spelled out in the next steps. So we've decided we want God to be the director of our lives. Now we have to set about taking the steps that will remove the things that are blocking us from God so that we can say we've been victorious and we can bear witness and testify to everyone uh, who, who would like to hear that we have been helped of thy power, of God's power, of God's love, and God's way of life. May I do God's will always. It's proper alignment. Let me emphasize, we can't ever get entirely rid of self, <laughs> because in its proper position, proportion, it is necessary. Without self, none of us would get out of bed. We do need some self. It's just, can I align it with God's will? Can I get in harmony with God's will? Can I get out of the driver's seat and allow God to run the show? And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Paula. Go ahead, Paula. This is Paula, Recovered Compulsive Reader. Wow. Ain't it great to be in the lifeboat, huh? And here we see this as we, we're coming here to this third step. When do we take it to step three? It's only after we're convinced of the ABC of page 60. And what is that? That we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. C, that God could and would if he was sought. Being convinced. If you are not convinced, he tells you exactly, exactly what to do. But if you are and you've made that decision, and what is the decision? Determination of a difference, of a doubt, of an event, Final judgment, firmness of purpose. I had no purpose. Firmness? Oh, honey, I would sway back and forth. Now look at what it says here. It's very clear. I give myself to whom? To whom do I give myself? God. God. I offer myself to, to thee. For what purpose? To build me. I was torn down. I was torn down. I was broken down. To build what do I want relief from? From me. And it was so beautifully stated. Honey, it ain't a jail cell. It ain't a place that you can walk away from because it's always there. Because it's always you. Where do you go? Where do you go? And I wanted to be free of my selfishness. It also came with me. With every person I had contacted. With whatever deed I did. It was always me. I'm first. Just like the two-year-old standing my standing the stomping their little feet, going, no, me first, me first. Yeah, fine for a two-year-old. But then we continue on. And then it says, how long, and I love this question, how long do you want to do God's will? How long? A day? Two? A week? No. It's very clear here. We do his will. All the time, every day. And then it went on. What must we do before taking the steps? And it tells you clearly. What 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 must we do? And then it says, the victory over them, they will be a witness to those I would help of what? Not me, not my power, my love and my way of life. Yeah, that's what it was. But it changes here. Thy power, thy love, and thy way of life always the transformation. May I do thy will always. Again, reaffirming. How long? Oh, I want to do it one day at a time. No, sweetheart. No, sweetheart. May I do thy will always. Thank you for allowing me to to share. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. And this is Monica. (laughs) Uh, I heard um, Sharon... And Katie. Rochelle. Sharon, go ahead. Well, thank you. I'm, this is Sharon. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. So, so grateful to be on the line with you this morning. 
thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. In step one, we admitted powerlessness. We were powerless over food. Our lives had become unmanageable. We didn't know how to live, even. We didn't know how to eat. We didn't know how to live. And certainly, we didn't know how to love. But what we find in step two, by making that decision, is we open ourselves up to a new life, to a new world, a new way of living, a new way of of acting upon life rather than reacting to it. What we gain by making that decision is power. We gain the power to live life. We, our dilemma, our problem was lack of power, step one. Here, we find the power. This is a power step. This is a joyous and happy step because we have found the power to live, to live. We've, and we've made that decision that we're going to open that door to a new life, to a new beginning. And not only that, we're going to have the power to live that new life. This is a beautiful and magnificent step. And then it says, thy love. That, that is the uh, cue as to what kind of life that we're going to be living. It's a life of love. It's a different life than we lived before, the selfish, self-seeking, self-centered, dishonest, fearful life. This is a new, it's a bright, the, the light uh, pours upon us when we take this step. And we enter into this newness, this love that we don't even understand. We don't really know what it means to live in love, thy love, and thy way of this is a new beginning, a new life. And it's a beautiful and glorious thing. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sharon. Katie, go ahead, Katie. This is Katie. Did you call me? Yes, I did. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. We're kind of fighting here in line. I picture us all in a uh, line in, like, kindergartners and pushing each other down to get to the front. But um, it's my turn now. Um, I'm Katie, a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. And the line I just want to focus on is, take away my difficulties that victory over them made their witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. You know, I, um, it's one thing to say, you know, I lost 70 pounds and I've kept it off for 25 years. It's another thing to say, I have a happy, joyous, and free life, and I can tell you, if you want to call me up and share your difficulty that you're going through today, I can tell you I've gone through that difficulty, and this is what I did. Because God has brought me through every difficulty you can name. Uh, you know, from the guy cutting me off at traffic, from, you know, being embarrassed because I'm late, from an annoying boss who, you know, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about all that, but, um, you know, just anything, anything. And the purpose of that is that I can bear witness to help others who are going to go through difficulties and we don't know, we didn't learn as compulsive overeaters, as addicts, how to get through difficulties. My knee-jerk reaction to life from a very early, my formidable years was to pick up the food. So I didn't learn how to walk through difficulties. And, you know, now I can say, because I practice step three on a daily basis, I surrender my difficulties and I can assure you that God's going to carry you through today. I can't tell you that you're going to get the job you want, that you're going to be cured of cancer, that you're never going to die, that everything is going to be perfect, that you're going to become rich and famous, but I can tell you that God's going to carry you through it, and you don't ever have to go back to that old way of life. And that's what this step is about, is that we 
start walking forward, we take a different direction, and we never, ever have to go back to that other way. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Katie. And this is Monica, and I would like to jump in here at this point. We were now at step three, you know, and and step three is a decision step. And this decision step has been born out of pain in my in my scenario. It was born out of pain. I was in pain. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired when I got here to this step with my with my sponsor. And um um, the last sentence it says, we thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. And my sponsor said she wanted me to think well about this decision I was making because I was making commitments when I did this. You know, I was going to commit to continue on with the process of the of the steps. I would commit to being a sponsor and carrying the message and so I did think about all this and the commitments that she asked me about. Did I understand this exactly? No, I did not. So I got down on my knees, we held hands, and we said this prayer together. Now, I honestly have to say to you all that when I said this prayer, I said it, um, I, wanted, I made the decision I wanted to continue on with the process. And it says here, God, I offer myself to Thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. This next part, relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Okay, I wasn't too sure about all this when I was saying this. You know, this, this business of doing thy will, you know, Monica's sick little mind didn't think doing anybody else's will or God's will was mu- going to be much fun. <laughs> but I did like... Relieve me of the bondage. I was in pain. I wanted relief. So I hung on to that right there. And then we go a little further and it says, take away my difficulties. Well, you know, I hung on to that too because I like the sounds of that. Take away my difficulties. And then it goes on, victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. At this point of time, did I understand any of this? No, I did not. All I knew was I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. She says we have a way out. You make a decision. It's a process. It will come. And and now today, looking back, just like all the 100 that wrote this, looking back, Today I can look at this prayer, and I do start my day every morning with this prayer on my knees. I see it a whole differently, you know, differently from that first time with her. Today I say yes. I can say yes. I offer myself to Thee. And um, when I read that victory over them, and yes, He's given me victory over a lot of stuff, will help. those I would help. And this is my focus today. This is what pops out at me. Thank you, God, for what you've helped me do. So now I can tell others of your power, your love, this way of life that has brought me peace, serenity, has gotten the monkey chatter out of my head so I can help someone else. And it's just amazing, you know, so it's a process. You don't have to understand it all right now. You are making a decision to continue on with the process, and God will reveal more to you. He's always revealing more. And with that, I pass. And would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Rochelle? Hi, David. I heard Rochelle. Okay, I heard Rochelle. Rochelle, let's go with you, and uh, we'll have to start again. Rochelle. Thank you. Hi, this is Rochelle, recovering compulsive overeater. And I say recovering because every day I've got to work at recovering. And um, this this step of what we've been saying, is it just just brings tears to my eyes because I'm sitting here, I'm listening, I'm also working, and I pressed the wrong button at my computer. And the work that I just finished that took me months to do completely disappeared. And I'm saying, oh, no, what did I do? Why wasn't I paying attention? Why wasn't I being careful? 
well, hey, that's my disease of self. I mean, I think I'm being recovered, right? But no, I, I wasn't being mindful. I wasn't being careful. I, I should have given either at this meeting 100% of my attention or what I was doing 100% of my attention. But in my arrogance, I just stepped back and took my will back. And hey, that's what I'm not supposed to do. And it disappeared. It was gone, the months of work. And I'm saying, oh, no, God, please help me. Where is it? I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. How am I supposed to explain this? And God put the thought in my mind of where I could look on my computer to find it because I couldn't find it on my own. And when I did a search, there it was. There it was. And now it's being copied back onto my computer. And I am so grateful. But what do I learn from this? That I've got to give my will and my, my life up to God and to say to him, I can't do this. I can't do it, and I have to see this. I don't know why it's this way. I don't know why it's so stubborn, but that's just the way it is. But every time I do that and I turn it back over to God, he answers me, and it might not be in the way that that I would think it would be, but he answers, and he's there, and he's listening. And all I have to do is stop giving my to-do list over to him in the morning and say, please let me see what you would have me do today. Please let me see what you want me to do. That I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Irene. This is Janet. All right. I heard Irene very softly. I heard Janice. I heard somebody in between. Who? Kaya. Okay. Let's go with Irene and Janice. Thank you, Monica. Good morning, my spiritual fellows. My name is Edini, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Relieve me of the bondage of self. Wow, I can breathe. I can breathe. I was a prisoner of my thoughts. You know, I had to shift from my thoughts that were killing me, that were suffocating me, that were poisoning me, to God's thoughts. This is what separated me from God was my thoughts, the way I was thinking. God was always there for me, but it was the way that I was thinking. My thoughts were filled with with such fear and so many lies. So I had to shift to God's thoughts, which is only but the truth. And what do we say? The truth will always set you free. And this is what God is building me up to how he would have me be. So my old self is dying off, and I'm giving a new life, a new birth, a new self in his image. And just by focusing on God, it automatically breaks the power that I give to myself, to my thoughts, just by shifting my focus. From self to God, it breaks. Wow. And this breaking free of self and attaching myself to God sets me free. Free from the bondage of self. Free from that pain, from that suffering. Because why? God is thy power. Self was powerless. God is thy love. Self was hatred. And God is thy way of life. Life was no way for me before. So I am so grateful. I can say that I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. I pass. Thank you, Irini. We'll go Janice and then Haya. Janice, go ahead. Good morning. Thank you so much, Monica. Thank you. Uh, Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. You know, we hear that. We hear that in this big book. And here we hear it again, you know, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. You know, and that abandoning ourselves, you know, that surrendering ourselves, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Because if you're anything like me, you know, my life had been run on self-will. It was the only power I had. And I had tried everything I could to alleviate myself from this place 
of desperation that I'd gotten to. Life filled with disappointments, feeling like a victim. Always, always, always searching. I thought I was a searcher. I thought I was a searcher and I was looking in all the wrong places. But here I am in the big book with you studying this very beautiful paragraph this morning because it speaks to all of us, I believe. It spoke to me and and I believe it speaks to all of us because if we are all at that point, if we all have to get to that point, well, we stood at the turning point. We stood at the turning point. Half measures had availed us nothing and we stood at the turning point. Well, what's that turning point? Am I going to be willing to abandon myself to this process? To this process. And everything that's come before has helped me to get to that decision. Has helped me to look at myself and to see where my powerlessness had kept me prisoner. Had kept me in bondage. But here you were asking me, was I willing to tap into that new power source? And it was the God of my understanding. How do I understand God today? Because this is the only moment that exists, right here, right now, this moment. And so if I can tap into that power in this moment and surrender myself, utterly abandon myself, then the whole world is going to shift and the door will open and I will step through and continue this process. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. Haya, go ahead. Hi, everybody. This is Haya, recovered compulsive eater and bulimic. Almost back to Dallas, Texas. I don't even know what time it is. I'm so confused. I'm so happy that I woke up in time for the meeting. <laughs> I thought I missed it. I'm not sure what time zone I'm on. I am so uh, meeting this morning. And um, what I noticed is that the people that have been speaking have had this experience. We're speaking from experience. Um, so if you're new, I welcome you. And I hope that you are experiencing um, a curiosity. <laughs> All these people are talking about this, this experience of taking step three of making the decision to turn their will and their life over the care of God as they understand God. It doesn't have to be, um, we, we might not understand God all the same way. I'm sure we don't. But we each, on our own, make that decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God. That's, of course, after being convinced that the way I'm doing it um, hasn't worked. You know, how's it working for you, right? <laughs> Monica always says, how's that working for you, living on self? Um, you know, in my drive across country, I've been speaking to um, the women that I've been uh, assisting on this tour through the steps and um, being a tour guide, helping them with the map called the Big Book, 164 pages, including the doctor's opinion. And, um, you know, it, it, it's just an amazing experience. They've made that decision, and now they're, they're in the work that they made a decision to do. That's really what we're deciding to do. We're deciding to live according to God's will, instead of my will. And um, I'm just very, very grateful that um, we have a process that actually works. So, you know, if you're new, please, please, please stick around. Um, the other piece I just wanted to share here is that it says, Believe me of the bondage of self that I may bitter do I will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help. So it says, take away my difficulties. Like, okay, God, take my difficulties away. And now I don't have those difficulties. That's not what it says here. Take away my difficulties. How? By being victorious over them. By being victorious over them through the instructions that they give me. It, it was, I'm, I've been victorious. It's not take away my difficulties, now I don't have them. It's take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness. I was victorious through because I turned my will and life over to Paragon and followed the directions. I've been victorious over compulsive eating. The problem solved. The problem is solved. And what I get to do is bear witness to those I would help. Help. Now I'm able to help other people and be able to say, my problem's been solved. Your problem can be solved. 
You can be victorious too. Follow these steps. You can be victorious too. Thank you, Haya. Thank you to everyone who has shared. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Sharon, can you read a vision for you, please? I certainly can, Monica. This is Sharon, a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.